Oh, we're just going. We're just going, we're just I going. guess. <clears throat> so, welcome everyone back to the uh, next episode of the Good Fantasy Podcast, where, uh, what types of fantasy do we talk about? The good kind. The good kind. It's, so, it's been like a hot minute since our last upload. Life happens, you know, shout out 2020, but here we are, 2021. <laughs> Resolution, we're going to be more committed to this. We're going to figure things 100%. out. 100%. Uh, we listed out some topics and things, so we should have like an idea of what's going to happen next. Um, yeah, I guess, like, do you want to tell them what we're going to talk about today? You, have, yeah. you wanted to start us off? So, I kind of want to start us off. So, this is an episode that whenever I started telling my friends about this podcast, they were like, oh, so you're going to talk about this, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eventually we'll get there, but we kind of want to see how things go for a little bit. But this episode, I want to talk about my personal favorite video game of all time. Oh, wow. I don't know about you, but we'll get to that. This is going know. to be the Skyrim episode. Yeah. So, like, we're going to talk... It's a tough one. I'm, we're not going to talk all things Skyrim because there's way too much to talk about, yeah. but probably... We could be here all day. We could be here all day, but... Um, I don't we know. will be strapped in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite games, and so I kind of wanted to kick it off before we, like, start diving deep into, like, what we like so much about it. Okay. As... I want you to tell me, and I'll tell you, the f- like, how did you first play Skyrim? Like, how did you go about playing it for the first time? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. So, I had played Oblivion before. So, like, I was very, like, accustomed to the RPG system. I knew, right. like, I had an idea of what I was going to get into when I going into it. But I would say, like, I just went in. I think I probably expected it to be, like, Oblivion at first, maybe. So, I might have used, like, Sword and Shield off the rip, like, one in each hand. Um... I was always, like, a melee person. I, like, dove deep into... I don't think I went deep into the main story. I'm definitely not one of those people that finishes the main story off the rip. I think... I remember exactly what I did, actually. I played it, like, every day when I got home from school until, like, I went to bed, basically. Yep. And I think the first thing I did was I went, like, a little bit into the main story. I probably got, like, Foos. You know, I went to the Hythrolth Guard, did that thing. After that, though, I was like, how do I do the Dark Brotherhood? Off the rip. Just how do I do the Dark Brotherhood? And so... I can't remember whether I finished that or the Thieves Guild first, but those were like the two main ones. And like, yeah, I think I just did all the guild stuff. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I think the last thing I did was like beat the main quest. Yeah, probably. So I don't know. I guess that's if that answers your question. Yeah. I mean, when I so I remember the first time I ever played Skyrim. Okay. Uh, my family was going on vacation to Florida with another family and they had a son who's a lot older. And he brought his PlayStation with him. It was a PS3, I think. Was it a PS3? It might have been a PS4. But I think it was a PS3, actually. And he brought Skyrim with him. And then uh, because, like, most of my family and all of them were a lot older, they would, like, at night, they'd, like, hang around, like, the dinner table and talk or do old people things. And I was, like, what, like, 13 or 14 at this time? And so I didn't want to be involved in that. And so he goes, here, just play this game. And so he kind of set me down. He's like, yeah, so uh, you can pretty much do anything you want to be or whatever. And I was like, what? So literally we went to Florida for probably like a week. And every single day for at least five hours, I, I was playing Skyrim. Man. Because it was the first time I had ever experienced such an open world like that. You got and like, a real beach there. Like you're, seriously? you got all this stuff going on and you're just <laughs> playing Skyrim. Why would I do that when I can go, you know. Join the College that's, of Winterhold, right, that's you know? Fair, that's fair. Especially, like, when it came out. Like, it was oh, yeah. so revolutionary. Well, and he... So, like, I had no idea what I was doing. He just kind of set me up. And I remember I only used like, a Warhammer because I was like, oh, this one has the highest damage. I'm only going to use this then. Yeah. I didn't realize that each weapon had, like, faster or slower attack times. Mm-hmm. So, I remember just running around with a Warhammer. And I also never spent perk points until he told me. He's like, you should probably spend those so things get better. But... 
Yeah. And whenever I came back from Florida, I made my parents buy me the game. And then I probably played it forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's too hard to think about what's my favorite video game. I was not prepared for that question. But, like, Skyrim is definitely up there. And I will tell you, it's most certainly the game I have, like, the most hours on by far. Like, I've I've never put more hours into that. Like, I would say the next closest game to the amount of hours I have in Skyrim would be the amount of, amount of hours I have in Oblivion. 100%. Yeah. Like, there's just I something think... about getting... You can just get lost in there, man. Oh, yeah. I, I totally did. I think the game that would come close to me would be Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't have any other Call of Duty game. That's fair. And so I only played Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. I think Modern Warfare 3 came out like after Black Ops 1. It was like the next game after yeah. Black Ops 1. And that just shows like, because I'm two years older than you, like the little gap. Because Black Ops 1 for me was like that game. For right. Me. Like, that was the first COD I got. That's I probably honestly like pretty far up there too. But just because of how much time I spent on Black yeah. Ops 1. But yeah, I went right in. So I guess we can dive more into like our critiques of the game and things like that. Right. I'll just bring it up off the rip, all right? Mm-hmm. This is, like, going to lead to the number one thing that I need from the next Elder Scrolls game. My number one complaint of Skyrim, and it's, like, when it came out again, so revolutionary, never even thought about it, but probably within a year and a half, two years, I was like, okay, number one thing I clearly want from the next Elder Scrolls game is more dynamic combat. I want combat to not be spam right trigger right. with a melee weapon. And then if you have a spell, spam right trigger with spell. Like, yeah. There's never really a need to block. And even if there is, it's like, okay, block and attack. That's the only two buttons in combat. Like in this great Nordic world of yeah. like all this fantasy and it's like block and attack. Like, I don't know. So I was going to say when I started playing, the reason I went with sword and shield was just because that's all I knew. But I'm pretty sure like really quick in, I was like, well, with the AI in this game, if even when you block, they tend to take like a few seconds and determine whether or not they want right. to attack. And I was like, in that time, if I had a sword in my other hand... I could do twice the amount of damage. And so probably about a week into playing Skyrim for the first time ever. Right. I had a sword in each hand. I used the slow time shout every time I went into a fight. And here we are like 10 years later and I still do that. Like there's no reason for me to do anything else. Slow time, dual swords. Yeah. The only reason I never use the slow time shout is because I had that one glitch. Yeah. But that's another complaint, which we'll get to later. I had that glitch where it's like, oh, you do the slow time shout or you block with your shield and you have the perk that slows time when you're blocking with your shield. Your game crashes. It's permanent. And it's like, yeah, so I, I mean, I never use the slow time shout, but um, uh, yeah, the dynamic combat I would 100% like to see in the new next Elder Scrolls. I think they were trying to go for that just with the amount of spells that they had, mm-hmm. but I think they missed the whole point of like a non-magic user yeah. build or something like that. I think they were mainly focusing on like, oh, if you're a wizard, then like, look at all these things you could conjure to help you fight. Or, you know, look at these illusion spells you can used to dodge out of battle or stuff like that i would say it was definitely an upgrade from oblivion still yeah like you said it they went toward more of a variety versus more like in-depth combat because in oblivion you had everything was one-handed i don't even think there was two maybe there was if there was i just can't remember but even if there wasn't it was like blunt weapons and sharp weapons Mm -hmm. that was it so like basically 99 percent of the time you had a sword and a shield because you couldn't dual wield so it was like sword and shield or like mace shield or warhammer shield and that was a blunt weapon and that was it and so combat still was just right trigger spam, right. you block sometimes, and then spells, there weren't continuous spells, and you didn't equip them in each hand, so it was like you only had one spell per hand, and it was like, or one spell in your right hand only, and you've played Oblivion before, yeah. and like you could cast it while you had your sword in your hand. And so it was not very in-depth, and there wasn't much variety, so in Skyrim they were like, okay, more variety, dual wield, right. different types of weapons, two hand, these have a spell in each hand, and now you can dual cast, like all that variety. 
but they missed the depth. Right. I think I think that I think they had to do that though because I don't think we would have appreciated the depth that they put into all that stuff Probably. if they just did a dynamic thing because then it would have been oh look at this dynamic combat mm-hmm. system that there is rather than look at this variety dynamic combat. Yeah. But I think I I appreciate the variety but in the next one I want more on more skill based combat if that makes yeah. sense. I think so like my my favorite combat in any video game ever would be God of War. And it's just because there's just so much you can do. Yeah. And if you watch two people play God of War, it's gonna like the combat's gonna look so different. Mm-hmm. And the controls work so well to where each button has its own thing. There's such a great combination to where like it, it just looks insane. It's not right trigger spam. There's just so many different abilities. Like you can literally control Atreus, who's like your son, and how he shoots arrows with the square button mm-hmm. while you're fighting with the triggers and the, it's it's just so there's so yeah. much you can do. And I that's a huge step for Skyrim, especially as like a first player game yeah. or a first person game. But I would like to see maybe a dodge button or okay. or like certain perks. Like if I'm a one handed specialist, maybe like the right bumper, because right now right bumper or R1 on PlayStation, which is like the shout button. Mm-hmm. There's probably not going to be shouts in the next game. It'd be really weird if we were a Dragonborn again. Yeah. So maybe replace that with like a perk that gives you a certain ability for what weapon you have equipped or something right. like if you have a hammer equipped. Kind of like in D&D, the slasher feet or the whatever the blunt weapon is. Okay, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If I use my right bumper, instead of just slashing, now I'm going to try and, if they're not blocking, hit their legs and now they don't move. Like, just mm-hmm. just one little adjustment like that makes you think so much more about combat, especially if the enemies can do it too. Like, now combat is no longer, oh, wait, do I have enough potions to go in? Okay, I do? Cool. Run in, right trigger spam. Now it's yeah. like, when should I use my ability? What if they use theirs? Where should I move it? Just one yeah. small adjustment. And honestly, like, let's say they take that idea, and then, this is kind of, like, out of left field, but, like, and I'll explain it, but, like, apply a Mortal, Com- Mortal Kombat vibe to it, okay. to where it's, like, yes, you have all these different maneuvers and things like that, and in order to get those kill cams that are so dope sometimes, yeah. you have to perform specific maneuvers yeah, like to get those. Yeah, specific, okay. specific combos to achieve that. those. I think that'd be really cool, because then it's, like, you're trying for this, and then maybe perks are like decrease the amount of moves you have to put yeah. in order. Or I just don't know. like new combos. Like yeah, new combos. You start off and it's like right trigger, right trigger. But by the end of the game, like if you've mastered one handed, it's like right trigger, right trigger, right bumper, left trigger, Uber right or something. Yeah, right. and like that's that's honestly a good way to do it too. I think that just gives you such because right now combat, I would just say the problem with it is it doesn't feel threatening. Mm-hmm. And I so the loop that. I find myself in is especially when you start a new game. Everything feels so easy. Mm-hmm. Like the flame spell. I started a new game the other day. Flame spell. You just hold left trigger and right trigger and you kill a bandit in like two seconds. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll up the difficulty then. You know, make the game feel harder. Everything like two shots me. And I was like, what? Where's the middleman here? And even then, it's like, if I make myself stronger and then now everything feels weak and I'm like, okay, I'll just up the difficulty again. And then I get stronger again. I'm like, okay, I'll just up the difficulty again. It's like this loop where I never really feel challenged. Yeah. And it's like, okay, do I want to just make it too easy or too hard? I think just adding that element of strategy makes it to where like, okay, this difficulty is good enough for me. Like, it's not about, do I have enough potions? It's not about, do I do enough damage? It's about, can I as a player, uh, like, meet this challenge? It's not about the combat difficulty anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, I can agree with that. I'd like that. Yeah. And that's what I think of, like, if anybody's ever played God of War, like, yes, the difficulty matters in terms of how much damage enemies do to you and how much damage you do to them. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, no matter what the difficulty is, 
timing your blocks on like the Valkyries attacks and learning how they move and stuff like that is so important. So I think with that, something else I was going to say is I want more like th this is a big request, but I'll, I'll get it kind of goes with dynamic combat. I want more spells. And really what I just mean by that is like every spell, even though like for the most part, there's a good variety of spells in Skyrim. They're all cast like the same way. And so mm -hmm. you have flames, you have sparks, and you have frostbite that are all continuous spells. Right. Other than that, there's no continuous spells. Every yeah. other spell in the game that's offensive is like shooty. Like there's no, like there's, I mean, like telekinesis, I guess. But other than that, it's like shoot. Yeah. Shoot. And then you have conjuration, which is like, oh, I'll conjure something. But other than that, everything is like shoot and destruction. There's no, there's nothing creative. There's no like whirlpools or like. Right. Well, I don't know. So, would you say you want more schools of magic, maybe, then? I wouldn't want more schools of magic, but, like, there's... What it is, is, like, there's so many good mods that people have made with more creative spells. Like, there's one that I downloaded, and it had a spell called Dragon's Teeth. And it was, like... It was, like, a shot, but it was, like, close range. It did more damage. It was almost just, like, a shotgun fire spell. I was like, that's cool. That's creative. There's another one that's, like, a meteor storm. And so you cast it, and, like, wherever you cast it at, it just shoots, like, this giant meteor from the sky. Okay, there's another yeah. one that's, like... It makes there's one the whole point of the mod that I downloaded was if you want to be an um, offensive mage you don't have to just do destruction anymore mm -hmm. and so there were restoration spells that did damage to undead specifically so you could be an offensive restoration person there was alteration spells that altered the earth in a way that did damage and so okay. you could be an alteration right. offensive mage and so like like by alter like alteration you can make vines pop up and grapple people like so maybe. If they took like an approach almost like from D and D, yeah. where there's so many different spells, but actually like include the world around it. So, for instance, like yes, let's say you that's have a great way to put it. The let's say you have like your flame spell that mm -hmm. you just hold down left trigger and right trigger, and it's just continuous flames. The only thing in the entire game that you ignite is when that purple oil is on the ground. Yeah, and that's the only thing that ignites, even though you're in like wooden cabins wooden places or whatever you're literally in crypts sometimes that have like the drugger are laying yeah, in like wooden stalls everywhere. or whatever webs like yeah they take down webs but honestly if they had more dynamic combat in the sense of using the environment along so like now the webs are on fire mm. or and then maybe you have to even think oh crap if i use this spell too much i'm gonna burn this entire place down yeah. make sure you, i have water spells prepared or something like that to put them out or something that's that's just something i think about too with like in one, like, you look at combat between two melee fighters. Right. And they're just pressing right trigger on each other. And then you look at combat between two mages and you think, like, oh, man, this is going to be, like, Count Dooku versus Yoda, right? But then you watch it and it's just two people shooting icicles at each other. Yeah. Right trigger spam. And and there's just, no, yeah. there's nothing there. So I was like, what if, just what if there's a way to use the environment more? What if I could use this spell to make you stand still, but then you use a spell to make yourself, like, fly or something right. temporarily? Just, like... Just and look at any fantasy and, movie yeah. and see how magic people fight. And have, like, the bosses that are at the end of, like, dungeons and stuff like that, instead of just having more health and yeah. a better weapon, just have them do different maneuvers and I'm things saying, like that man. that you have to, like, master and stuff yeah. like that. And then it's not about the difficulty of the game. It's, as a player, can I meet this challenge? Right. Like, I have to press these buttons in this order at this time. Ex throwback example. If any of you out there have ever played the Batman NES game. Holy crap. Johnny and I had spent a summer playing that game almost. A summer. <laughs> and, Man. And the the and because it took so long, we never even beat it, was because the final boss was I'm pretty sure it was Joker, and his attack pattern was so hard to master. Yeah. 
And if they could just do that with like bosses and dungeons that have attack patterns that you have to master before you can actually defeat them, I feel like that'd be a really interesting. And that was the whole combat game. Thing. Like even the levels before that, it was like okay, the first level was basic. These enemies roll across the ground. You must jump right. to get over them. And then like five levels in, it's like these enemies jump once forward and then jump back. So you have to duck and then duck again. This enemy uses a jetpack, so you have to do. That. And it right. wasn't like the enemies did more damage as you went or you had less health or anything like that, the challenge was just more stuff for you to be doing. Right. And that's, I think, that would elevate, like, the next Elder Scrolls game so much. Yeah. Um, you want to transition here? Because we're kind of talking about magic a little bit, and so I want to talk about perks specifically. Okay. Magic perks, mm -hmm. because I know you and I talked about this a bit before sure. we pressed record. But I, I specifically want to talk about... Um, have the different perk trees in the magic schools kind of suck yeah for sure so i think our number one, like the easiest example is always quiet casting yep you're telling me that as a 100 skill master destruction spellcaster master they use that word right master i haven't learned how to not yell while casting a spell mm -hmm. i have to be in a 60 or 70 illusion expert in order to cast any spell quietly any spell doesn't matter whether i'm conjuring something whether i'm healing myself i can't do that quietly yeah. unless i've learned 70 skills worth of illusion no sense yeah um i think and there's another one too isn't it it's uh there's another one too that's kind of dumb like that there's probably several i think what i always think of and i was telling matt this as well um i think about how in real life like, some skills are so close to each other that when you learn one, it's easier to learn another. Yeah. And so, just an example would be, like, I think of Brody Smith, who, if you anyone remembers back in the day, he used to do, like, Frisbee trick shots all the time with Dude Perfect. He was a, He's a Frisbee master. He played Ultimate Frisbee and was like really, really good. He had a YouTube channel and was, like, always doing Ultimate Frisbee stuff. In the last year, he's made a career change to go to disc golf. And it's like... Going to disc golf, it's not like he started all the way over. So if he had a 100 in his uh, frisbee tree, and then he went over to disc golf, he's not starting back over at 15. He knows how to throw a dip. He knows the weight. He knows how the wind affects it. Right. He's got the arm muscles. Everything kind of transfers over. And so he's probably starting at like a solid 60. He's not all the way. Like, he's not a master. He's still to learn, but he's he's got 60. In the same way, if I am an absolute uh, destruction master... I've, I've learned how to read Draconic. I know all the symbols. I've studied. I've I've done all this work. And then I go to learn Illusion. Am I, am I really starting over? Yeah. That's like telling someone that if they've read the Bible a million times, that now that they go to read Magic Treehouse, they ha they're they going to have to start over. That's that's hard for them to read. Yeah. It's it's a whole new book, guys. It's like, no, I've read something harder than this. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a good analogy. I think... I don't know how they'd go about implementing that. Maybe if they had... Oh, I'll um, tell you how, but you go ahead. I mean, maybe if they had like a more dynamic perk tree, I guess, mm -hmm. that wasn't just like, okay, here's the magic side and each school of magic or whatever has their own thing and you can go up between them. But if rather, they, rather, if rather they had one massive, mm -hmm. like this is the magic side and then it's like, oh, you want to focus on destruction? There's perks that go this way, yep. but everything eventually wraps around itself and yeah, comes back like together. That. Kind of like... 
I I only played this game a little bit, but when I looked at the perk tree from it, I kind of I really liked it. Path of Exile has a really massive perk tree, and all the perks, the further up you go, the more you can kind of like wrap around to the ones that you haven't already gotten. So I I'm think that'd be a a good yeah. way of implementing I think it. Just having skill like perks if we're keeping a perk system in general because for all we know they could totally yeah, revamp everything but if they were to update the perk system i think there needs to be i guess like red green and blue or melee stealth um magic perks just generic magic perks which mm -hmm. one would be quiet casting you've spent enough time casting spells of all kinds that you've learned how to do it quietly you've spent enough time casting spells of all kinds to double your distance with them and it doesn't matter whether it was destruction or alteration. In mm -hmm. the same way, you've spent enough time fighting people with one-handed swords that now, when you get hit, you stagger less. It doesn't matter whether you're using a two-handed weapon or a, right. or whatever. Like you have enough muscle, you've done it enough, or like sneaking, you've snuck around enough to where like you're just lighter on your feet naturally. Light armor is more helpful. Like everything should tie together. Right. I think that would tie together like the builds idea more. Because one thing that blows my mind is people still make videos that get views right now that say like how to make the best archer build in Skyrim. And I'm like, what do you mean yeah. build? There's only one thing you can do. You use the bow and there's bow perks. Right. It's not like you get the pick. There's right. not a lot of customization. Yeah. Um, I think in addition to that, if we're going to stay on that topic, like I think Oblivion did it right, man. I think Oblivion did it right where it had skills just like uh, Skyrim, but it had the overarching, I forget what they're called, like stats, like almost in D&D &D, where it had intelligence, yeah. endurance, strength agility and those overarching stats affected your smaller stats okay and so if i'm doing really good in magic stuff my intelligence goes up mm -hmm. and the higher my intelligence is the easier it is for me to use illusion or alteration even though i'm a destruction master because right. as i'm studying destruction role play wise i'm getting smarter right and now that my intelligence is higher it's easier for me to use those other perks same mm -hmm. with strength for melee stuff or uh, agility for sneaky stuff the overarching stats, I think, would help a lot as well. I like that personally. Yeah. I don't think I mind not having them, but I think it solves an issue that this game created. Right. I think they just, I think one of the main worries I would have from that and that they might be having as game designers working on the new Elder Scrolls is they don't want the game to be just about numbers. Okay. You know, so, because yeah. it's like, there's so many, like, that's essentially what an MMO is. It's, it's like, how can I max out my numbers? I want to yeah. max out my numbers. Whereas Skyrim went with a descriptive, like, a descriptive side of uh, abilities and things like that. That's why the only time you see things like numbers and stuff in Skyrim are like, if you do this, things are 50% more effective. It's like, yeah. well, how effective are they? You don't really know, but it's 50% more if you have that perk. Yeah. So, I've, I, and, and I kind of like that idea of not exactly knowing the numbers because then it's not like, because people are making videos and they're like, how to max out this archery build or yeah, whatever. And it's like, they already do it. Yeah. But I, that's a fair point. Yeah. I think regardless, people are always going to try and people are always going to try and min max, like regardless. Mm -hmm. But I, I could see that being like a problem that would have like, Oh man, my, because my, this number is not high enough. I can't do this. Right. And so that's okay. Which I was going to say, I'm okay in a role playing game, having some decisions cancel out other decisions. Yep. And I think sometimes for me that, that ruins the immersion a little bit of like just being this absolute jack of all trades. That's like, yeah, I'm going to spend a bunch of time mastering archery. And then also being like, I'm also an enchanter. My enchanting is a hundred. It's like not, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes that, that throws me off how just every, you can do everything. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, 
I think one thing that I want to before we keep like just transition again would be more interactive like dialogue or like quest um yeah what, what is the what is the word here like quest like what's it when there's a fork in the road like different quest outcomes, butterfly i guess like butterfly effect butterfly stuff. Effects, yeah like yeah i want more of that because something that kind of bugged me too and talking about ruining immersion was if i'm in the dark brotherhood and i go and murder people in solitude and then the pentalus oculus agents are coming after like there's this whole right news should be breaking out in skyrim about how this is happening I walk up to the dark to the College of Winterhold in my Dark Brotherhood outfit, right? And I'm like, "Hi, I want to be a mage here," and they're just like, "Cool with it." Yeah. How does that make sense? Like that that ruins it for me when I'm I can be the Archmage, the leader of the Companions, uh, the leader of the Thieves Guild, and the the listener of the Dark Brotherhood all in one, and like no one ever mentions that. Right. How do people not know? And I'm the dragon, and I killed Alduin. Yeah. How do people not know that? Like when I walk up to the Mages Guild, I'm like, "Hey, I just want to be like a beginner mage here." How is nobody like, aren't you the dude that killed Alduin? Like, right. what? I think my favorite part, and what makes me think of that, is the only time that ever happened in, in Skyrim, the only time, like, your decisions ever really mattered was at the end of the game when you go into Samengard and mm -hmm. you're about to go into, like, the castle where all, like, the heroes are. Right. And the guy at the bridge says, who are you to try and enter? The only time it mattered yeah. in the whole it's, game, yeah. you had different dialogue options depending on what quests you've done. And right. so it was like... I picked for my, for mine, even though I was the leader of everything. I yeah. basically beaten the game because I did the main quest last. I was like, when he said, who are you? I had all these options. And I was like, I'm the leader of the companions. That's me. I was like, that's the one that I want to yeah. pick to represent as my character. In the afterlife. Yeah, in the afterlife. But in the real, like, nothing else mattered. Yeah. Like, I want people, I want to walk around and people be like, dude, that's the leader of the companions. And like, there, there is that to such a small extent. Because already, because it's like, but it's not decisions you make. It's things that that are just going to happen. Mm -hmm. For example, when you become uh, Thane of Whiterun. Yeah. It's like all the guards are like, oh, I'm sorry, Thane. Yeah. Thane. I, sorry. Sorry, Thane, you know. Where, whereas it's like more, if they had more of that spreading longer, where yeah. it's like, oh, you're with the Dark Brotherhood? chill i'm gonna take a step yeah. back here you like, know you shouldn't be able to wear your dark brotherhood armor just around right that makes no sense yeah I and mean, same with your nightingale armor like how do people not freak out and they're like dude is that a nightingale anything like that yeah i yeah or if i'm the archmage and i go to ulfric stormcloak and i'm like i want to join the rebellion why is he not like aren't you the archmage like what are you doing here yeah. and there's there's even like i'm pretty sure there's lines if you don't if you're not wearing any armor or any clothes and you're walking around there's lines where people are like you should probably put some clothes on or yeah. something like that. I can't remember the exact ones, but like they don't have that for when you're literally wearing God tier armor yeah. or you're wearing dark brotherhood or thieves guilds clothing and people aren't going to be like trying yeah. to get away it's from like you or something. You can tell again with this, that they started to dabble with it and mm -hmm. it needs to be mastered in the next one. Yeah. Especially because this is a game. This isn't like an Assassin's Creed or a call of duty where they just push one out every year. Yeah. Nonstop. Mm -hmm. It's like this, is, it's been 10 years. It's a, yeah, literally, been ten years at yeah. this point. So like, we're expecting you to master this now with the next game. We're not expecting like another right. minor upgrade, like Call of Duty. Like, oh guys, slightly better graphics and new right. guns. I'm expecting a brand new mastered game. And so one thing I need is better like AI recognition of yeah. what my character has done and more butterfly effects. More butterfly things. effects. Yeah, like yeah. if I kill a certain person in this place, I want to go to a different town and then be like, "Are you the guy that killed that guy?" Like. Mm -hmm. That's something that they kind of tried to do with Skyrim again is like the the having bounties in different holds. Right. If I kill a guy in Riften, everyone in Riften knows. Right. But if I go to Solitude, 
how how does nobody find that out yet? They don't have like messengers. Like, aren't you that guy that killed that guy? In right. Lincoln? Like, no one knows yet. And that that's always bugged me. Like, I don't know. It ruins my immersion when I can just do everything and there's yeah. no there's no consequences, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And there's no and that's that's something I think makes role play good is when you feel like you've impacted the world. But Skyrim just kind of feels like the same no matter what. And on. I'll agree with you because uh, it's like if you like I recently just started a new character on Skyrim in preparation for this podcast, yeah. you know, doing some research and it's the same game I've always played. I'd like a game of uh, the next game of Skyrim to be like, I'm going to play this time and I'm going to try and make my character more of a warrior than a mage. Yeah. And then the next time I play my game plays entirely different because the decisions I make are going to be more towards yeah. magic skilled things or whatever and like i encounter maybe even different quests maybe you lock out some quests yeah, even and i'm okay with i'm that. i'm 100 okay with that because then it's like your decisions affect the entire game actually and that's such a more immersive experience than it's like we already have these quests lined up you just have to go to them yeah. and then do it and it's not going to affect anything else and that i think that helps too because i think it's there's something to be said when i recently just completed 100 of the achievements for skyrim like mm-hmm. I had two achievements that I never got for years, and I've recently just went back and replayed it because it was a dollar on Xbox. And I was like, "Bet, why not?" I wanted to get those last two achievements. They were vampire perks, which mm-hmm. I'll talk about later, and defeat a legendary dragon, which you can only defeat after you've reached level eighty. I got that achievement, and it was one of the diamond achievements on Xbox, where it's like, "Yeah, two percent of all players who have ever played this game actually got this achievement." Dang. There's something to be said. When people aren't reaching level 80 yeah. in your game, like no one wants to go through that grind. Yeah. Right? Because what you're doing is they require you to max out everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Why can't I just make a character, max out what I like, and just be darn good at that stuff? And now I'm top tier. Right. You shouldn't have to force me to do everything. Right. Because let me tell you, as someone who did it, it was not fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, I said this earlier with combat. By, like, level 20, when you make a new character, you've probably got your four main skills at 100 already. Mm-hmm. Which, were for most people, most Skyrim players, is sneak, light armor, archery, and then one-handed. Or right. two-handed if you're, like, a 200 Like, those four skills are usually 100 off the rip by 20. Right. Now, if you want to level up, have fun picking up a, a two-handed warhammer when you're already level 20. So, the challenge rating of the game is up. You're now fighting higher-level enemies. But if you want to level up any more... You're going to have to pull out your crappy stuff. Yeah. Have fun going back to 15 in destruction. Yeah. And that makes no sense. Yeah. I'm okay with being locked out of doing other things if it means that my one thing I am doing mm-hmm. is freaking awesome. And and also that allows you to go back and play again. Yeah. But have a completely different play style. That's something that I think people... I know like I had a, a friend in high school that would, we, I would play with all the time. And he would just start new characters over and over and over because he would get to like level 20-ish. Mm-hmm. Feel like he was like, what else am I supposed to do? I've already got everything 100. Right. I'll start a new guy. And then he just kept doing the same things right. over and over. And then, like, eventually he just stopped. Yeah. There's not as much replayability. But if I know every time I make a new character, I can do something different that I haven't found yet, it's like, oh, what com- what combinations can I do? Like, what if I make this character and do this, but I do the same thing I did on that character, but I do that on this character too? What, like, which is another thing that I want to think of just while we're talking about, like, role play stuff. My race should matter more. Yeah. I've only experienced. There's only like two times I've experienced a race dialogue in the game. Mm-hmm. Off the rip, when you make your character, obviously, like with a, depending on the race you pick, he'll say like, like if you pick Khajiit, the guy will say when you're a prisoner, are you here with the caravans? Oh, yeah, because Khajiit have caravans here. Cool. Yeah. Wait, if you pick an Argonian, he's like, 
what are you doing so far from the swamp? Are you one of the river workers in Windhelm? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, cool. I picked my race, and the AI saw that, and something different happened. Right. That's so cool. Nothing else in the game. Like, yeah. Nothing else does your race matter. The, the only, only time-, time I experienced that was killing a guy in the Dark Brotherhood who was an Argonian like me. And I literally was like, oh, Argonian, like, that's my guy. Like, I don't want to kill him. And I was so sad. Walked up to him, clicked the dialogue button instead of killing him. And he was like, what's up? And one of the options was, I'm sorry, Egg Brother. I've been sent to kill you. And I was like, oh, no. no. I have to do it, though, to complete the quest. Yeah. Like, oh, man. The only time, like, a race thing matters, races matter, are for their racial benefit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're, like buffs at the beginning of the game that's yeah. like five or ten points i know extra if you're an orc that's the only one i can yeah. think of you, can you have into the orc more... tribe things yeah that that's fair the only the only thing that i remember about orcs the the only good thing is that it's like orcs always seem to find some extra gold lying around and i remember the first time i played i played an orc because i was like i want to be the richest man alive dang literally i you can't tell the difference i was gonna say I don't, i've never heard that but that's... i just know that there's like specific quests for orc stuff like, yeah um which just thinking about this now, like I wanted to not kill that guy, mm-hmm. which brings up for me another thing that really bugs me in Skyrim is something that I wanted to do off the rip and then realized, oh, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Like you, that you felt like they wanted you to do this, but then they didn't. When you go to fight people, sometimes you'll go to like you'll be beating somebody up, like beating the crap out of somebody. You'll have one HP left, and they'll go, I yield, I yield. Yeah. And they'll crouch. And I, when I first experienced that, I was like, oh, dude, bet. Sheathed my weapons and was like, okay, cool. Like I'll take this guy to prison. Like or maybe I can, he, yeah. I can make my follower or something. And then, like, as soon as their health regenerates, they're like, I'm killing you again. Yeah. Like, what? I wanted to spare your life. Like, how? I think that frustrates me. Yeah. If you're not, if you want somebody to fight to the death, have them fight to the death. If I can let someone go free and then get, like, a gold reward or have them temporarily follow me, like, temporary followers. That wouldn't be hard to program in. Right. Just make that bandit with one HP follow me, and they can just die. Like, not yeah. every follower can die normally, but, like, if there should be a reward for me sparing someone's life. Yeah. Not everyone should be like... Call an ambulance, but not for me, and then just yeah. pull out a pistol. Yeah, I agree with that. That, that That's something, again, like kind of with just the AI in general. Mm-hmm. Like, one little tweak, and that's also more dynamic combat. Yeah. Who am I going to beat the crap out of first in this scenario? Because it's no longer right trigger spam. Like, what if I can save one of these guys, like, you know what I mean, and find right. out more quest stuff, or make him a temporary follower, and then he can help me beat the rest of the dungeon? All this different stuff, man. Just more decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I think of, just because I mentioned it earlier... And this goes back to perk systems. I want more vampire and werewolf stuff. Yeah. Again, this is another thing that they dabbled in. But 10 years later, I want it to be mastered. When they put in the Dawnguard DLC, they made it to where werewolves had a perk tree. And they put vampires in and they had a perk tree for vampires. And vampires can also transform into vampire masters. And that's dope. Mm -hmm. But the perk trees are just so meh. And then the combat also, this is also dynamic combat conversation, is so meh. For vampires, it's not as bad. Vampires, you can pick different spells. You can pick when to turn into bats and when not to. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dynamic. If you're a werewolf, it's right trigger spam. Yeah. You turn into a big beastly werewolf. It looks so cool. You press right trigger and that's it. Yeah. Only thing you can do. And so I want something else with that. Like, I would love to see like a true benefit to being a werewolf. Because right now there's not one. Right. The only real benefit to being a werewolf is you're immune to disease. Yeah. Other than that, your gameplay changes zero. Because why would I walk into a bandit camp as a werewolf and right trigger spam when I could walk in and freaking slow time fireball, you know, all these different options or I could press right trigger as a werewolf. And so there's just no reason to do it. Mm -hmm. I want a reason to do that. I want to be hype about like, I want to go to school, which I don't go to school anymore, but I want to show up if like I was in middle school (laughs) or something and be like, Oh dude, I'm a werewolf now. My friend be like, 
dude, what? I'm a I'm a vampire. My and I want us to actually have a discussion about which one's better as opposed to just being like, you're a vampire? Cool, no difference. Yeah. That should there should be something there, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna look at my notes to see what else I have to complain about. Yeah. Oh, here's the easy one. Okay. Here's the easy one where I'm sure people who have okay. been, if, if you've listened to this point, shout out. Yeah. Here's the one that I'm sure you're sitting here. How have they not talked about this yet? More voice actors. Oh, 100%. More voice actors. Because here's the thing. I understand you don't want to pay a million people. Right. Like, that's going to cost you pocket money. I have two responses to that. One, do you know how many people love your video game? Right. Do you know how many people love it enough to where they would be in your video game for, for free? free? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying make Joe Blow uh, 43 at Hotmail.com your main character. But make Joe Blow 43.mail.com the store vendor. Give him two dialogue options. Right. Make him say, hey, what can I get for you today? Be seeing ya. That's it. And now that character has a different voice that isn't Mercer Frey's voice, who is your main character. Right. Like, just, he'll be in it for free. Just give him a small line at the end of the credits that says Joe Blow at Hotmail, like, and now, boom, you have more voice actors in your game. Yeah, and not only that, then that's like a random person who's a fan of the game can go around all his friends and be like, I am in... Yeah. my favorite Promotion. game go buy this game i'm in it yeah such a simple solution or even even if they were like all right guys because i would totally do this if they yeah. were like all right guys if you pay us five bucks we'll give you Dude, three you lines pay to be in it i would pay to be in that yeah. video game oh bro my gosh like that's a genius idea seriously that's how they that's how they'd market it like if they're like okay yeah we'll give you a npc character with for five dollars with two lines or if you want like maybe a background play or a background character and like a side quest yeah that's got like dude, maybe 10 lines that's genius yeah dude that's like that's uh, a great idea my second response that was just going to be at the very least man make like main characters and the way you can determine who's a main character is just like let's see how many lines they have okay this person in the script has 14 pages of lines mm -hmm. this person has two yeah lines total not even pages like if, if this person has two lines give that person a different voice actor than the person with 14 pages worth right what ruined it for me was because again i did all the side quest stuff first like the main guilds and i remember the second one i did it was either first or second i can't remember whether i finished dark brother or thieves guild first but either way mercer Frey is the main character of the thieves guild quests mm -hmm. spoiler alert he's the main bad guy of the quests plot twist that was cool did that all first off the rip for the next 10 years of my life I've looked at every character, which is like two-thirds of the elves in Skyrim, with his voice actor, and I'm like, that's Mercer Frey. Yeah. I can't walk into an inn without hearing Mercer Frey. And I'm like, this character was so dope. That'd be like... That'd be like Goku. That'd be like if Dragon Ball Z just reused Goku's voice actor for storekeepers. Right. Like, uh, it just ruins the effect. Like, just make the main characters have different voice actors. That's it. Yeah. You can give all the scrubs with two lines. Every storekeeper can have the same voice. I don't care. Every passerby can have the same voice the main characters should be different yeah i think they did that with some of them but not nearly as many as they needed to have the only ones i can think of that are different is like the three old people main characters in the game yeah the, the same beard. like so one of the gray beards yeah tolf deer the archmage mm -hmm. or the he's not the archmage but he's all he's like the main character in the, in the thing yeah and then esburn in the main storyline yeah like the older blade um, those three old guys have the same voice actor also for sure. cicero Cicero's unique. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a unique character. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the same actor, but it's a different voice. What? Which is another solution. Just get the same actor to just do a different voice. Yeah. Because you can make one actor be really deep 
and then have them do another character, it'd be really high. Like, yeah. just make up. Just it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it, Todd. Yeah. Just do it, Todd. Uh, transition a little bit here into another complaint area. I don't know if it's a complaint, but I just kind of want to briefly talk about the many glitches of Skyrim. That yeah, like. I off the rip. Whenever I first started playing Skyrim, and I was and I was playing in Florida, I was like, I I want more gold. Like I, I never have enough gold to get something or whatever. The guy who who was letting me play on his uh PlayStation was like, okay, go to go to Dongar or not Dawnstar. Dawnstar. Yeah. I was like, okay. I went to Dawnstar. Invisible shift chest. chest. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. That shouldn't be there. That should not How be there at all. That? And then it's like, oh yeah, this chest. Is everything that that person is selling. Yeah. So just take it all and go sell it back to her. Your speech increases. You're going to have dope items if you want to keep yeah. them. And it's like, you can, you can, and then it resets after 48 hours. Yeah. And then it's just like, wait 48 hours. It's like, uh, how did they not put the chest just lower? So right. So you couldn't actually get to it. But, and my thing is with that, it's like, that's, that's forgivable. Right. It's like, that happens. Right. And it's like something that not every player has to deal with. And, it, and here's my thing again. 10 years. Mm-hmm. This isn't them pushing out a game in a year and they're trying to get it done fast. After 10 years, I expect there to not be glitches. Like, right. you should have been working on this game long enough and hard enough where it shouldn't be glitches. And, like, I'll, they'll always, we'll always find exploits. Yeah. Like, always. every player's going to find every, an exploit. Every video game. But has you should, you should know what glitches happened and how to fix them. Yeah. Because, like, there's so many glitches. Like, another glitch that I can think of is it's like, Okay, you're the leader of the companions now. You can have any of them follow you who are all master trainers. Yeah, you can train for free because you can just grab your gold back from yeah. them after you train them. And that's, it's like, how has that not been patched? That's one of the most yeah. broken things in the game. That's something that's like, that's your choice though as a player. Right. Which again, it's like, it shouldn't, I don't know how they made that through, but it's like, it's your choice. So it's like, that's that's somewhat forgivable. I can forgive that. Yeah. And the thing is, again, and I'll, I'll just say this for th- for their sake. If they're making a massive game, mm-hmm. like this game is probably going to be more massive than Skyrim was. Like, when you let your game loose for all 7 billion people on the planet to play, they're going to find bugs that you did. Oh, yeah. Because they're, you're only a team of 200 or so people making a game. 7 billion are going to find bugs in your game. Right? right. That's fine. But patch the game. When people find stuff, patch the game. Yeah. Because, I, again, the forgivable ones, like exploits and stuff, that's whatever. But when you have entire quests that can't be completed in your game, mm-hmm. why did I pay $60 for it when I physically can't do what the game told right. me I could do? The ones that I wrote down off the rip that I can think of were Rajorn's Drum, if you ever do the Bard's College. If you pick up Rajorn's Drum, sometimes you just can't turn it in. Whole quest line. Like, basically, the Bard's College is sort of like a mini, like, College of Winter Holder mm-hmm. Thieves Guild. It's its own little mini faction. Right. Just can't do the whole quest line. It's like one of the second quests. Just go pick up this drum. You can pick it up, go to turn it in. Can't turn it in. The dialogue option will say, here's Rajorn's Drum, I found it. The guy will say, oh, thanks. And that's it. It doesn't progress the quest, and Rajorn's Drum is still in your inventory. How does it, How have they not patched that? Yeah. People complain, and they're like, how can I not complete this quest? What the heck? And they just don't patch that? Stones of Brinzia is another quest that you do for Vex yeah. and the Thieves Guild. Sometimes you just can't turn them in. Same thing. Just can't turn it in. How does that happen? Mm-hmm. You experienced a glitch the other day when I was over at your house, and you were playing that new character, yeah. where you couldn't complete the Companions Guild. Because you did a quest and it just didn't finish. So it was, yeah, it was at the end. Oh man, I totally forget what it was. But you went and you slayed a bunch of Silverhand or whatever. And at the end, it was like, now you need to go talk to the companion leaders for work. It was like the last one before like you leave or whatever. And 
you and the only you're supposed to talk to Ayla. I remember that you're supposed yeah. to talk to Ayla. Ayla, you'd go to talk to her and she just kind of it, it's one of those it's not one of those that brings a dialogue box up yeah. to you. She's just kind of sitting there like need something. Yeah. No. Nah, nah. And it's something like, has shifted in the moons, brother. <laughs> yeah, something has shifted. Seriously, and it's like I'm supposed to be talking to you right now. Yeah. I, I ended up having to go to an earlier load save. Yeah, and you like, had to like type in a command or something too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Computer. I went online. I uh, that's right. I I went to a new load sla- save. It still didn't work, so I had to type a command that I found online to get it to work. Yeah. Which, fix it. Yeah. How have you not patched that, man? Yeah. Um. And that's the thing. If it's like a visual glitch and a giant glitches out or something, right? Mm-hmm. That's whatever. It happens. But if I can't complete the game, yeah, that's a bug you should patch. Yeah. Like immediately. In my opinion, in the first month of this game being out, if I don't see patch after patch, like, every time someone's right. like, hey, I physically can't complete my game, my save is broken, mm-hmm. and they don't fix that, why are you expecting people, like, that's just so rude, right. and, and, like, what do you mean? Yeah. That's just, that's unforgivable. Yeah. Some, some glitches, it's like, oh, it's forgivable. Unforgivable when you can't, when you can't do that. Looking at my notes, some notes that I missed that I, that I thought of because I didn't have them up until now. For dynamic combat, some suggestions I had too. Another like easy thing, headshot damage. Yeah, headshot damage. Like I get that bow and arrows are already kind of broken mm-hmm. because it's six times damage, and so if you've got like and a daedric bow and a daedric arrow and you're sneaking and like six times damage already, headshot damage on top of that would be make it crazier. But like, what if someone's wearing a helmet and it reduces it like mm-hmm. that? Which is another thing I thought of. Wow, boom, mind blown. I thought of this. Something that bugs me with the game overall is character creation doesn't matter. And what I mean by that is, again, we talk about the race thing, but how your character looks, you can spend hours on how your character's face looks, and then you never see it again. Yeah. Why? Not even, because, like, even if you wanted to play in third person, you have a helmet on. Mm-hmm. Put a helmet on, boom. Five minutes into the game, never see your face again. Right. So what I was thinking was something like Destiny does, if you've ever played Destiny, Mm-mm. when you go to peaceful areas, your character automatically removes their hood or their helmet or whatever, because, like, they're not in combat. So it's like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to walk around town, which in reality makes sense. Right. Even in fantasy land... In, like, Lord of the Rings or something, if you're, like, going to go out and fight, sure, put your full armor on. Right. When you're walking through town, no one walks around full regalia, battle armor. That stuff weighs, fi- like, 50-something pounds a piece. Right. Take your helmet off. Take your helmet off. Let me see my beautiful face. I spent an hour on that in character creation. How yeah. Have, how am I never seen it again? Yeah. I can't even remember what my characters look like. I spent all that time in character creation. Oh, dude, I want to have a scar here, face paint. Never see it again. Couldn't tell you what a single one of my characters looked like. Yeah. No clue. The only reason I know what my character looks like right now is because I tried to make Jason Momoa uh, on my last new character that I made. <laughs> and I got pretty close. It was uh, him, from, or him as Cal Drogo from uh, Game of Thrones. And I got pretty close. But like you said, like the second you put on all that armor, you can't even see it. And then it's like you go through the town and it's like, that's, that's not a normal thing yeah. for someone to just be like, like imagine if all of the guards in white run just saw someone in full daedric yeah. armor enchanted yeah. weapons just walk into town and yeah. be like yeah what's up and then they pull up you pull up to them and they're just like whoa man guard might get nervous with your weapons drawn yeah like, but you're okay with me like i mean you're someone o- walking yeah. into a store in real life wearing a bulletproof vest you're just like what and holding for, like man? two machine yeah. guns even without the guns i'd just be like what what's that for man are you are you about to do something like yeah. what's up like yeah. i'm concerned yeah but I can just walk into a store full armor. Um, I said, let me see my guy while I can change armor. That's mm-hmm. always been frustrating to me. Like, you have to be in third person to see it, but it's like, I want to see what it looks like. And on that same note, I like the favorites menu, being able to press up yeah, or whatever too. the button is. Favorites menu is cool. But a deep 
uh, argument that people have usually is like, which which menu system is better, Skyrim or Oblivion? Skyrim is very. Their whole goal was to not take you out of the action, right. and so that's why the screen is clear. You can see through it the whole time. But Oblivion was more classic RPG. Whenever you go into the inventory menu, it's a journal. You see what your character's been writing. You see it's all been taken down. It's like very handwritten, and you can see your character the whole time. So when right. you change armor and weapons, you see what your character looks like. I feel like I can't think of a solution that would be a middle ground, mm-hmm. but I do miss that a little bit where it was much more journaly. I think my only compromise would be when I pause the game to mm-hmm. look at quest stuff, journal. Yeah. Handwritten journal account, like that looks cooler, more mm-hmm. RPG-ish. If I'm changing menu stuff, like like items, I'm okay with the clear thing they have now. Yeah. I don't know. Something about my character wrote this. It was always very like, I did this. Now I need to do this. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Skyrim where it's just black and white screen. This happened. Now do this. Right. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like there there should be a balance between we don't want to take you out of the game and RPG, I don't know, classic arcade RPG game. Oh, Talking about specific skills, I think two skills that I need to see vastly adjusted. One skill that I need to see vastly adjusted, and then one that I need to think needs to be added. Speechcraft, stupid. Yeah. Horrible design. Horrible game design. That's honestly one that I'm like, how did that? How did that pass game game design testing or whatever? Because the only way you can up speechcraft is by selling things. Mm-hmm. How, how did they expect people to ever get that to hundred? I'm a level 82 character, and my persuasion or my speechcraft in Skyrim on my 82 character like 56 and it's like all of the times that it has like persuade options that that is your useful which is very few very few are at the very beginning of the game when you can't even use it because you don't even have speech yeah it's like they i don't know what they were thinking there yeah and then like you get all these necklaces and stuff that say like persuasion chances are twice as likely to work and it's like right there's two of those in the whole game yeah and or and after you do those quests the one time you can't do them again there's mm-hmm. never persuasion options like that that whole system is dumb and then i think they need to bring uh hand-to-hand combat back like fist combat oh yeah in oblivion that was an actual perk and it like mattered and so you could do different things with like your fists and like you could upgrade those in skyrim they made it heavy armor and so, like, heavy armor has a certain perk that says, like, do more damage with your fists. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if I want to wear light armor and use my fists? You right. know, like, a monk or, like, yeah. people that normally use their fists. No one's going to walk in unless I'm, like, I don't know, like, a, a dwarf juggernaut. That'd be dope, too, especially talking about more dynamic combat if there was, like, more monk abilities. Yeah. Something I thought of was, like, if we're talking about, like, different abilities for what you have in your mm-hmm. hands. If I was un- unarmed, maybe a perk could be, like, after you've gotten 50 of your thing, if you do it while an enemy's about to attack at the right time and you're unarmed, you can disarm them and immediately equip their weapon or something yeah. like that. Like, bam, disarm. And, like, that's the benefit of doing that. I don't know. Just more dynamic combat, man. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the, our major complaints with the game right now because I think everything falls under that because it's, like, the game, yes, it's about adventuring and stuff, but yeah. by adventuring, you are going to be entering combat at some point. Yeah. You're going to be doing Basically, all these things. Basically, every quest is combat. Yeah. There's no quest in Skyrim that isn't. So... Make it more interesting because that's the main plot line that's of the, the main story. Point of the game. Only other two notes I have be um, just more skill stuff. I said another possible magic tree would be necromancy. Yes. The necromancy skill tree because there's so many like necromantic type spells that it's like how is that not its own tree yet? And then um, along the same lines of like what my character looks like, I said dieable armor to certain to a certain extent. Like I could understand not being able to die like ebony armor makes sense. The metal itself is black. Right. But to some degree 
help me change what my character looks like because another problem is every 80th level character or honestly every 30th level character looks the exact same yeah because again not only can you not see their faces but there's a very clear tier tree of like okay at this level you need to be wearing glass armor if you're light armor mm-hmm. at this level if you're wearing heavy armor it needs to be dwarven yeah 100 and if you're not wearing those armors you're you're penalized because those are the best armors right and they all look the exact same yeah so if i want to make a different character don't make my character look the exact same man and maybe more customability when like when building the armor instead of it being like you just craft it boom maybe it's whenever you smith the armor maybe that's a perk that you get from smithing is it you're able to more customize what the armor looks like maybe you you can be like oh this is dragon bone armor i want the dragon bones to be on the sides here and look cool and maybe you know more of like a chain shirt on the top or something that many options like right give me like three options per yeah give me three different ways that a glass helmet can look like Two horns on the side, one in the middle, or no horns. Like, right. That simple. Each with the same combat rating. Yeah, obviously. Because then it's like, oh, I don't like the look of this one, but it's the better That's one. That's something that Assassin's Creed does well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played a lot of Unity. Or not, sorry, not Unity. Um, What's the Odyssey? The Greek one. I've been playing that one. Um, That's like the only Assassin's Creed I've played in a minute. But on that one, when you get a new piece of armor, right, there's a button that says it's like X and like you click it and it's like make this armor have the same rating but make it look like a different piece of armor. Yeah. And so any armor you've ever picked up ever, you can basically permanently wear that visually. But if you get armor that has better stats and you're like, oh, this armor has great stats, but it looks ugly. It doesn't matter. You can still equip it and make it look like the other one. So your character always looks as dope as you want them to look. That's cool. And your stats never have to be affected. That's top tier. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good one. I feel like... That sums up a lot about it. Yeah, that sums, sums up a lot about rant. it. The main thing is just combat. Um, other side things were like voice actors, right. like perks, which goes mm-hmm. with combat. A lot of stuff just ties from the web of combat. If they upgrade combat in this game, if they were to, like, basically, if they take Skyrim's engine, everything the same, and they just upgrade combat a little bit, I'd be willing to pay another $60 for that. Yeah. Just upgrade combat, and everything else should flow naturally. So, all this to say, Skyrim is still one of, one of the best games that I've ever played. For sure. Like... Not to, we've been dishing ago. on it for like an hour now, I feel like. But, you know, there's there's better ways to improve it. And I've been looking forward so much for this new game that yeah. I just want it to exceed the expectations it's, it's that I have. Like, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't fathom what the world is going to be like. And I mean that, like, the world is yeah. going to be like when the game drops. Because I think of how crazy it was when Skyrim dropped and people were like, holy crap. Look at where technology is right now. Like, this game is insane, revolutionary, changed the game. Like, everything was so different. And the world was so... People people figured out Skyrim was awesome. Like, you found Skyrim there. I had played Oblivion already. But right. a lot of people who weren't into RPG-type games mm-hmm. saw Skyrim, and they're like, dude, I want to do that. Yeah. So now... I mean, think about Among Us. Like, right. Among Us just blew up in an instant. A game that's this been this hyped for 10 years... Yeah. I literally expect, like, a month worth of just nothing but tweets and memes and reddit pages about this game yeah every streamer's gonna be playing it it's gonna be insane streamers who do, like only play like one game like streamers yeah. who only play fortnite are gonna not stream fortnite yeah, for like a they month know that game's gonna play get this game dude it's gonna be it's literally i think it's it's gonna change like literally everyone because right now you could walk up to like probably half the population and be like i used to be an adventurer like you and then i took an arrow to the knee and they'd yeah, finish and that statement for you and it'd be like I just it's gonna change the world. Yeah, that's crazy to think about, though. It really is. And the same thing. It's like at this point, everyone knows what Fortnite is. 
Yeah. Everyone. Everyone knows what Among Us was. That Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like with how hyped this game is, and with how, just with how good it's going to be. Right. Like, because, and we know this because Skyrim did it. And if Skyrim did it, and it was like, all right, Skyrim did it, 2011 game, 2021 graphic level, 2021 gameplay level, like. Right. It's going to it's gonna blow think, people away. So let's talk about that. I, I don't think it's going to come out in 2021. When do, so? I feel like I don't think so either. I would expect maybe a teaser this year or something. Maybe. Well, maybe. we were we, we were released that like forty second, like just announcement video that said yeah. that Bethesda was actually working on it. Yeah, that was like two years ago. But now. there was but Todd or Todd said he's like we've not been working on Starfield, which is the space game that they're yeah. working on, but we're also working on what comes after that. And so far, I've heard nothing about Starfield coming out. Yeah. And they said that the next Elder Scrolls is going to come out after that. So I'm thinking it's going to be 2025. I'm hoping it's not. I mean, oh, it, Lord. we've waited this long. And you know what they did? They just kept re-releasing yeah, it. Yeah, Bethesda blows my mind, man. Because every time you go to watch a Bethesda interview or what's it called? Show or a veal. Right. They're always like, all right, guys, we know what you've been waiting for. We know Here it. Here it is. And everyone's like, this is the Skyrim. This Fallout is Fallout 76. And you're like, oh, yeah. dang. And they're like, all right, well, there's always next time. A couple months later. All right, guys, big announcement from Bethesda. Here we go. Fallout Shelter, our new app. Oh, man. Guys, this is it. We know you've been waiting for this one. We love you. We're so thankful for our big Bethesda fans. We're excited to announce it. Here it is. Elder Scrolls Online DLC. Another one. The 15th Elder Scrolls Online DLC. Oh, come on, man. The Elder Scrolls Blades, the new app. Get it now. Oh, come on, bro. Like, just so much. They always lead you in, and it's not. Just like, come on, dude. I would see, my hope would be, that like maybe Starfield this year or even next year and then the next year after that like boom Elder Scrolls yeah so like within the next two years just give me the Elder Scrolls man but side note it's smart on their part because people are still making mods for Skyrim today they right. don't need to make a new game people are still playing their first one people are still buying the first one yeah it's been 10 years and they're still making bank off of it Pfft. I wouldn't either if I was them I'm lazy yeah I just make money off this game yeah but I want it I want it really yeah. bad I just want new content GTA is doing the same thing. Like they have no reason to release GTA Six because their GTA Five still popping. It's been like almost ten years for that game too. People yeah. still pay money for it every day. Yeah, every day it's still like one of the highest grossing games in like on the on the one hundred list or whatever. It's That's like crazy. the top. I've never the top even five played grossing it. Game. I, I've played it like twice at a friend's house. I've never had it myself, but it's still one of the most grossing games or That's whatever. Twenty twenty one now, like still making money. That's crazy. Which again, if you think about it, if they do that again. Then for then in twenty thirty five we're gonna be talking about dude I can't wait for Elder Scrolls eleven yeah. or whatever like they're gonna oh man we're still gonna be talking about Elder Scrolls what is it gonna be six when it comes out yeah we're still gonna be talking about that in twenty thirty probably because it's gonna have that much of an impact the same way Skyrim did yeah wild that's crazy all right guys we could sit here and ramble on for a while but I think we'll, we'll call it there yeah I think we're almost at an hour now which is yeah let us uh let us know your thoughts. Can, can people, like, comment on this? So, if you go to the YouTube page, you can actually comment, and we can have, like, a cool discussion there Bet. if you guys want to. For sure, leave your comments. Uh, but also, you can follow us on Spotify if you're listening there. I'm working on seeing if we can get on Apple Podcasts. There should be a way. Um, I'll have updates on that maybe the next next uh, episode, Dope. which we're hoping to make these weekly. I'm not making any promises, but COVID. we're hoping for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we try. So, yeah. Come... Like like it if you're on YouTube and subscribe. Follow on Spotify. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, see you guys soon. See ya. Thanks.